When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio. Is Jalen Hurts a top-tier quarterback? Certainly not everyone thinks so, at least not yet. Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you here on ESPN Radio. You can also watch us on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. ESPN Radio presented to you by our friends at Progressive Insurance. So, Jay, The Athletic oh, released... Up? Good morning, Amber. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Amber. Like, good morning, I, I see a good morning from you. How are you doing today? How are you <laughs> doing this AM? I'm good. I'm pretty good. I'm yeah. feeling a little bit better. been under the weather for some days. So, you know, how are you feeling, Jay Williams? I, I felt like... Uh, Last night was one of those nights. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but uh, I literally went to bed like around 1030 and I woke up at 1230 with my daughter just staring at me Oh no! over on the side of my bed. Like, I swear, I thought my reaction was almost to punch her in the face. Right. Like, it was like one of those, like, you know, like horror movies, like get away from me. Like, what the hell is going on? Like trying to figure out (laughs) like my equilibrium and where the hell I'm at. And uh, she wasn't feeling great, so it turned into me sleeping in my daughter's bed last night, which uh, means sucker. I didn't sleep at all. But How old's your daughter? My daughter's four. Oh, yeah, four. that's terrifying. Yeah, that's she was dino trucks, so she uh, she had well. some bad nightmares around dino trucks. Yeah, yeah. My, my son was going through that. My son's also four, so we're certainly okay. going through the same yep. sort of thing. But he hasn't done the walk in my room and stare at me thing. I know my brother was having that problem with one of his kids where his son would come in every single night and then just stand there quietly, just stare at me. Like, just say something. Like, Tap yeah. me. Do something. Like just don't stand stuff, there. Man. Wait, That's terrifying. What's dino trucks? Oh, it's, it's like, oh, my son loves this. My son is. My son can watch Transformers. He can watch anything aggressive. Does not bother him at all, too. Knockout. He'll be fine the next day. Dino trucks is just like it, it's like a monster trucks, but like like dinosaur dinos. Yeah, but like dinosaur, like you know, pretty, robot. Pretty self explanatory. Yeah, dino trucks. It's not Sounds easy. terrifying. It's not terrifying. So she was really af- not. She was afraid of the trucks. I don't know. My my wife and my daughter are like these people where they have uh, sensitivities. Like my wife, like like an action movie. Amber, mm-hmm. like to her, that's hard. Like, she can't watch action. Like, somebody gets hit in the face, and she's like, oh! I'm like, it, it, he just got hit in the face. It's okay. <laughs> there was a bar fight. It happened. But, like, for her, like, same with my daughter. They just have, like, these extreme, like, dreams. I, I, I don't know what to call it, but it's a real thing in my household. I get it to some extent. I mean, my husband's always watching all these, like, shoot them up, like, military action, whatever, and some yeah. of it's a little bit much. It doesn't give me nightmares or anything like that. I just don't. It's just not my You're cup not of a tea, fan. I suppose. Yeah, you don't subscribe. So I tend to avoid it. But what he also does with my kid is he doesn't look at the rating on all these because we're firing <laughs> up Netflix all the time. And he's not looking at the actual TY7 or TY, whatever the rating system is there. And he's not even paying attention to it with some of these cartoons. And I'm like, this is Is there a new rating system? What's a TY7? It's, or not... it's TVY, oh, I think okay. it's okay I... for four-year-olds on Netflix. But then sometimes he's firing up stuff that's like TB, TVY7. Seven, and that's like supposed to be for seven and up. I don't know. Point is, he ain't paying attention to any of it. So he's just firing up whatever my kid wants. And that's a recipe for disaster. Well, then when I have ESPN on all the morning, like, you know, sometimes we have like these evil, like, um, 
like movie premieres that come out, right? And my daughter's like, look, daddy. there!" And there's like some girl rolling her eyes to the back. I'm like, oh, God, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I'm just trying to watch sports. And anyway, back to sports, Amber. That, that was back my night sports. last night. Well, that sounds like an unfortunate night. Uh, also unfortunate for Eagles fans is that the Athletic released their quarterback tiers. And apparently the Athletic doesn't find Jalen Hurts to be a top tier quarterback, at least not yet. Now, this was a voting process. 50 total NFL insiders that included eight general managers, 10 executives, 10 head coaches, and 15 coordinators. They ranked 30 quarterbacks by tiers. And this is how it panned out. In tier one, you got Patrick Mahomes, so no surprise there, and Joe Burrow, no surprise, right? Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, all these executives and coaches still have as a top-tier quarterback. Justin Herbert may be the only surprise here because maybe not everybody would include him in tier one. I don't have a huge problem with Justin Herbert being there. I get what it looks like in the win-loss column. I get the lack of postseason success. I always blame that more on coaching. Justin Herbert has led the league if you pull his stats. I mean, so many categories, so many of the advanced stats. I still consider him, frankly, a top-tier quarterback. Yeah, he's a top-tier quarterback. I, I, I find absurd that Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson aren't a tier one quarterback. So I, you know, naturally with the list, Amber, I started going through, okay, well, there are five tier one quarterbacks. There's seven tier two. Can we not have seven tier one quarterbacks? Because Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are definitively tier one quarterbacks. And then if you get into the ranking of them in particular, Aaron Rodgers is a tier one quarterback, in my opinion. There's no doubt. Uh, Obviously, you know, back-to-back MVP. I don't know if I would have him fourth though just coming off the season that he had last year granted I know in Green Bay it wasn't clicking it wasn't right I know the broken hand uh, but he had some career lows in numbers and I I just can't gloss over that coming into the season even though I recognize the quality of his talent I couldn't rank him fourth coming off last year into this season at 40 years old so you want more tier one quarterbacks. I want less. I you mean, if less? I was doing, yeah, if I was ranking tiers of quarterbacks, the only quarterbacks I would have in tier one are Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. That is it. To me, those are the three tier one quarterbacks in the league. And after that, there's some question marks with all of these quarterbacks. I wouldn't put Jalen in the conversation for tier one yet because it was one great season. And I'm not taking anything away from what Jalen Hurts did, but it did not look at all like that the season before. So for me, body of work, I need to see more from Jalen Hurts. I need to frankly see him do it again. Lamar Jackson coming off of a down season. We'll see how it looks now that he got the bag and we don't have to talk about the contract anymore. But obviously injuries also have plagued the Lamar Jackson situation. I wouldn't have a huge problem if somebody wanted to throw him in tier one, but I would only have three in tier one. And what's interesting, so tier two continues on. What my real issue here with tier two is that Deshaun Watson is in tier two. I mean, it's, what are we doing? It's not 2019. Like we got to grade these guys right now. And I don't see how coming off of what you saw this past season, even if you believe Deshaun Watson is going to bounce back. Jay, it's been years since we saw that just Deshaun Watson. It feels premature to have him as a tier two quarterback coming off of last season. But these are probably these are based upon projections, right? About where we think they're going to be. So you would think another year with the with the Cleveland Browns and with their offense, with Kevin Stefanski having it underneath his belt, that he'll find his rhythm. And obviously they have a great O line, Nick Chubb. I mean, wide receivers. So it, it, it's like 
if, if this is a projection for where Deshaun Watson should be after playing six games, you would hope that he would finally find his footing there for Cleveland, correct? Well, if it's a projection, I think Cleveland Browns fans hope that he'd be a top-tier quarterback because he certainly was one at one point in the NFL. I mean, that man was a top-four quarterback before the holdout, before wanting to be traded, before obviously everything that happened off the field there for Deshaun Watson. So it it's just interesting to see him. But also, if it's a projection, we think Matthew Stafford is still a Tier 2 quarterback and well, that he's going to be a Tier 2 quarterback with well, the Rams this Hold season. on. I want to go back to Tier 1 for a second. You don't think Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are Tier 1 quarterbacks? Amber? You can make an argument either way. For me, with Jalen, it's just a little too soon. I mean, I know people want to put Jalen in that conversation. I understand, obviously, Why? he had Why a great soon, this then? past season. Because it was a season. Like, the season before, we were having questions about Jalen Hurts' arm and Jalen Hurts' accuracy. And if Jalen Hurts was the future there in Philadelphia, obviously, yeah. he answered all of those questions yeah, this past Amber. season. But I'm not ready to name him as one of the very, very, very best quarterbacks in the league. That team yeah, that he but- had around him, Jay, that O-line, that he had in front of him. I mean, I know it's a broken record. I hate doing that. But the reality is the reality. He he had a lot of benefits. And for me, a tier one quarterback, like Patrick Mahomes, that's you put darn near anybody around him. I mean, everybody needs some help, but darn near anybody around him. He elevates the talent around him. I just don't know if Jalen's elevating the talent or the talent's elevating him quite yet. Oh, I, I vehemently disagree with you. I mean, first off, I can make multiple cases, just not his play on the field, just his personality trait and how he leads. That is elevating talent. And by the way, I've seen a lot of players on talented teams that have not arrived or not gotten there. So you can make, I, I get that Patrick Mahomes and that a guy like Joe Burrow are in a class of their own. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, in a class of his own. Like that's still tier one to me. But like I, to have, to not have Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson in there. I mean, Lamar Jackson, granted, I, I get him being, in, but he was having an MVP like season before he got injured. He, he was. was the only reason why Baltimore was even in games, single handedly carrying them to a decent record in their conference. So, like, to me, that's a, that's another level type of leadership that is just, it's above a Trevor Lawrence, a Dak Prescott, a Matthew Stafford, a Kirk Cousins, a, a high level above. I don't think, I would not even do a disservice to Lamar Jackson by putting him in tier two with those other players. Or Jalen Hurts. I mean, I'm, I'm not one to sit here and insult Lamar Jackson. I think he's gotten plenty of that in his career and, and unjustifiably because we were talking about Lamar Jackson not being on a lot of top 10 lists coming into this past season, Jay. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't even consider Lamar Jackson a top 10 court, which was insane to me, like absolutely insane. But if you don't want to put him as a top tier quarterback and it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Joe Burrow we're comparing him to. Like, I don't have a huge problem with that. I don't know if Tier I do. 2... I, do. I feel like we're making <laughs> Tier 2 too insulting. And Tier 2 shouldn't be insulting. Tier 2, I feel like, seems insulting in a way because some of the names that are thrown in Tier 2. Like, maybe Jalen and Lamar... And Trevor Lawrence should be their own tier two. But, Maybe but Trev- the problem with tier two becomes Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Kirk Cousins. But wait, Trevor Lawrence tier two, small sample size, right? Extremely small sample size. So That's we're just true. giving that. Excuse That's, me. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. That is very true. Trevor Lawrence, very small sample size, didn't even start off the season this past season that great. I mean, it looked much better once he settled into Doug Peterson's system, but it took a minute. So like that that's my thing, right? So like if, if we're just if we're just looking at the player, I'm not looking at like, hey, I need a large body of work. Like just from a perspection, a perspective of talent. To me, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, 
Joe Burrow. I'll give Aaron Rodgers, too. Even though coming off a year last year, to me, that's tier one talent. Now, it's not the level of tier one that I see Patrick Mahomes as or Joe Burrow as because I think they're at the upper echelon of it. Same with Josh Allen to a degree. Uh, but I still think they're in that tier. They're, they're the first tier of how I think about top quarterbacks in the NFL. Here's what I'm more annoyed at as a Dolphins fan. The fact Uh-oh. that Tua is in Tier 3, a tier that includes that. Kyler, a tier that includes uh, the former Dolphins quarterback and Ryan Tannehill. Mac Jones is in the same tier as Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, it's annoying for me. I mean, I don't really know. I, I, I don't know where I'd necessarily put Tua, but there's something about seeing Tua's name on the same list as Mac Jones that's frustrating. Tua I mean, would be a Tier 2 quarterback to me with a chance to bust. I mean, look. It, this I think he's extreme talent. I can give you another one. I mean, okay. tier four. Brock Purdy is tier four. What are we even talking about, Amber? Yeah. What I are mean, we Brock even talking Purdy, about? He was about to win a conference championship game before he got injured. And I understand he's coming off that injury and we all have to see how he looks. But there's a reason that it seems like San Francisco is leaning towards having Brock as the starter there because they believe in him, even though they have Sam Darnold and they have Trey Lance, who they traded away the world to move up and get in an NFL draft. So I'm with you. Brock Purdy as a lowest tier in the NFL quarterback Mm -mm. based on what he did last season. Again, I know it's a small sample size, but this list feels all over the place to me. Is it a projection? Is it long? Is it the entire body of work? What are we doing? How are we figuring these things out? So coming up next, we will continue with this Amber Wilson and Jay Williams, which quarterback in tier three or four has the best shot of being a top 12 quarterback in the league. That's next. ESPN radio is also on the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any, you know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is ESPN Radio. Everybody likes winning, and some quarterbacks have certainly done more of that than others, but everybody wins when quarterbacks are ranked, and boy is the phone line lighting up over these athletic rankings of the quarterback tiers. Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you. We always appreciate when you join the conversation, triple eight, say ESPN. That's how you do so. 888-729-3776. I'm going to get to the calls in just a moment here, Jay. But first, I want to pay off the tease that we had because I do think it's an interesting conversation. You and I spent a lot of time on tier one and tier two quarterbacks, but these three and four quarterbacks, and we mentioned right before the break that Brock Purdy is a tier four quarterback according to these GMs and coaches and executives that were polled here in ranking these quarterbacks for the athletic. So, Amber, I'm just going to put, just so people can hear this, this is how absurd this is, Amber. I'm, I'm just going to read you the names in Tier 4. Yeah. And you tell me who the hell doesn't belong, okay? Tier mm-hmm. 4 quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Sam Howe, Desmond Ritter, Garter Minshew, Brock Purdy. 
Yeah, the the dude what? who had the success last season. That's what? the guy. The guy who was able to come in for an injured Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and lead the 49ers to an NFC champion. Yes, that is that is the guy. And in fact, they could have won that had it not been for Brock Purdy also going down with that elbow injury, right? And yet Brock Purdy's been cleared at this point, and there's a reason that they're leaning towards him being the starter this season because they believe that he gives them the best chance because of what he showed. And it's a small sample size, Jay. I get it. It's a small, small sample size. And maybe some of this is because of where he started, you know, as Mr. Irrelevant. Nobody expected him to be in this position. But I don't know how, based on what he did, you have him in the same list as Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell. And not that those guys can't prove themselves, but those guys haven't done anything yet. I mean, look at some of the top quarterbacks just in the NFC alone. Like, he, he's going to be in that top-tier conversation in the NFC. So, like, if you're sitting here talking about – a quarterback, and if you're going to give him more credit because of Kyle Shanahan, all right, so then like you're going to give other quarterbacks more credit credit because of their head coach. Like it doesn't make any sense to me, zero sense. Like I I want these people who have been putting in their votes. I need them to officially be drug tested. <laughs> Amber, I need it. Where I almost said to Stephen A. the crack. I, I I I need something like that to be tested because I am appalled. I am hurt. This is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, the guy that came from the ashes and has rose above and is now one of the top quarterbacks. And granted, coming off injury, I think he still will perform. I I guarantee you he will perform at a higher level than the quarterbacks in the Tier 4 category. Easily in his sleep. So where would you have him, though? Because you're not, with the small sample size, I mean, he ain't a top tier, right? And and I can understand the apprehension of not putting him in tier two. Like I probably would have have him in tier two. I think I, I think I would put him in tier three. I think I'd more be more comfortable with that. Okay. Based on some of these names in tier three. Anyways, I would have him at tier two. I would have him middle towards the end of tier two. If we're just like ranking tier two, if we have seven, like I'm okay with him being in that Kirk cousins, Deshaun Watson category. Man, but those guys have done so much more <laughs> over a long period of time. Again, with the Deshaun Watson conversation, though, it was years ago, so I get a little Agreed. bit uncomfortable with that. But Kirk Cousins, I, it, it continues to be a bit underappreciated if you pull, obviously, what he's done, body of work, certainly more than what Brock Purdy has done at this point. In terms of these Tier 3 and Tier 4 so, cracks, so, so Amber, I, I imagine... Quick, are you, would you not have him above Kyler Murray, Brock Purdy? Brock, oh, yeah, I would. Okay, so that's right there in Tier 2. Because he's already done more than Kyler Murray. That's what I'm saying. That's my point exactly. So that's tier two. That's towards the middle to the end of tier two. But, I mean, I guess you could make an argument that Jimmy G has done a lot more than any of these other guys in tier three as well. And I don't know if I would put – I wouldn't put Jimmy Garoppolo above a tier three quarterback. That's the problem with ranking these guys. It's like what – is the barometer, right? What are the parameters that you're using to evaluate these quarterbacks? Because success isn't necessarily the most accurate of the barometers. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback that obviously has been to a Super Bowl. He has had a lot of success, but he had a lot of success in that same system that Brock Purdy has had the success in. And does that harm him here? So some of the issues we have with Tier 3, as we look at the quarterbacks in Tier 3, of Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson... Tua, Jimmy G, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Justin Fields, Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones. I mean, look, Jared Goff can take off a little bit here, too. I mean, he had a he had a good year last year, too, right? Finally feeling that that offense started to come around, started to find his way. So he's the guy that could bust up into maybe the Tier 2 category. Russell Wilson, a chance for a breakout year with Sean mm-hmm. Payton, year one of the offense. We've talked about Tua. Daniel Jones, uh, you know, finally now having Saquon Barkley back. 
Um, you know, he gets that contract. Will he exceed expectations? It's interesting. Gap. Justin Fields, another one that now it feels like there's even more for him to prove. Granted, doesn't have the weapons as other quarterbacks do, but can make things happen. There's a lot of quarterbacks in that tier three bucket, Amber, that you feel like can explode and maybe hold on, try to grab onto the ledge of tier two before it's all said and done. Yeah, theoretically, Kyler could be in that conversation, right? I'm not going to put him in that conversation because of the injury. I agree with you about Jared Goff. Tua has that opportunity, I think, to go up this list. I don't I don't know if I believe that Daniel Jones is going to be able to do that or that Mac Jones is going to be able to do that. Justin Fields is in a situation where I think he could prove himself more, even though that's still a pretty bad Bears team around him. But in, even in Tier 4, I mean, there's guys who can move up this list. Like, we could ha- be having a completely different conversation about Sam Howell or Desmond Ritter after this season. I guess even Baker. Jordan Love, certainly a player that could end up moving outside of the Tier 4 category. Let's go ahead and get to some of your phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN. Steve is in North Carolina. Hey, Steve, good morning. Thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hey, Amber, how are you doing? Jay, what's up, buddy? What's You're up, buddy? What's going man? on, Steve? You know, Hey, listen, listen. I, I, this one name is really irritating me more than anything, and I'm sick of hearing it. We're going to create Tier 1, and the rest I'm going to create a basket for. Because Tier 1, we quit, you know, quite know is Mahomes and Burrow. And then you can pretty much put Rogers. You know, I could fudge with that a little bit. But the rest of it, let's not even put them on a tier. Let's put it in a basket because some of them guys, I mean, Justin Herbert, I keep hearing about the lightning, but I haven't seen anything from this guy. And the rest of the guys, they're pretty good. They could, you know, we could fluctuate them. So let's go with tier one and a basket for the rest. Because I don't understand it. I mean, just heard her name keep coming up, but I haven't seen anything. That's Steve, one I mean, his, his QBR is off the charts. And by the way, with barbecue ribs, we talked about it multiple times on this show, with injuries to his wideouts, I mean, he carried them to the playoffs. I mean, granted, the playoffs was an absolute disaster. And we've talked about that with Brandon Staley and the kind of pressure he'll have on him coming into next season. Uh, but I, to me, Amber, the talent of a Justin Herbert, you can argue with that tier one, like, but the talent is tier one talent right now. Whether it it plays out and continues to sustain that way, I, I kind of think it is. I, I, he's tier one to me. Yeah, I can't I mean, knock the hustle. He's talented as hell. Right. He's talented. He's been talented since the second he got in the league. There's a reason he won Offensive Rookie of the Year in his rookie season. But even this past season, three years in, you're talking about a dude who almost had 5,000 passing yards. Like he was second in the entire NFL in passing yards last season with 4,749. How can you discount that? And that's just one category with Justin Herbert. He led, if you pulled the advanced statistics in a ton of categories, with Justin Herbert. I mean, he easily is, if you pull the stats, a top three quarterback in the league. I think a lot of people are tired of hearing it because it hasn't actually produced on the field. And that would be, I would imagine, one of the reasons that Brandon Staley C is as hot as ever. We'll see if Kellen Moore can help that conversation. Coming up next, keep your calls coming. We love when you chime in and join the conversation. Triple Eight, say ESPN. NFL Two Days also continues next with the Cleveland Browns. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation 2 Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Cleveland Browns. Blue 58! Go! This is Jake Trotter covering the Browns. All eyes will be on quarterback Deshaun Watson, whose play will determine Cleveland's fate both this season and beyond. Watson underwhelmed last year following his return from an 11-game suspension. In six starts, he ranked just 27th in QBR. Watson will have to rekindle the form he had in Houston for Cleveland to have any hope of reaching the postseason in a loaded AFC. The Browns have gambled $230 million in a record-setting, fully guaranteed contract that Watson will bounce back in a big way in 2023. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. If you're waking up with us, we appreciate you. Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you. And Jay, obviously you just heard it there. The story of the Cleveland Browns this season is going to be Deshaun Watson. Can he knock off that rust? Was last season coming off of the suspension just an anomaly? I think that we use that as a throwaway season for the Browns if you're a Browns fan. But what was disturbing about last season was that Jacoby Brissett, when he came in, to start for Watson while Watson was suspended, he didn't actually do that bad of a job. And yet the Browns started two and five at the beginning of the season. And that was because defensively they were trash. So that Cleveland <laughs> Browns team had problems. It wasn't like we're just missing Deshaun Watson and everything else is fine. And we can plug and play if he can get back to some semblance of the form that he had in Houston. This Browns team had problems all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I love because I, I sometimes these narratives catch traction, Amber. Like last year going back and people saying, well, it, it, do you really want to bring Deshaun Watson back with the way Jacoby Brissett is playing? And I sat there, I'm like, yeah, you are gonna. You gave him $230 million guaranteed. You best believe you're going to bring his tail back to play. Now, granted, his play did not lead to the success in year one. But I, to me, year one of that, in that system, learning how to play, kind of reacclimating yourself, that's a wash. It really is to me, Amber. Like This, this to me feels like a true year one, that he has his feet underneath him, an entire offseason around the camp, spending time at the facilities, players truly getting a chance to know how he works throughout the summer, going through training camp. And now you talk about, you know, look, that wide receiver core, Myrie Cooper, you got Elijah Moore that came over from the Jets. So, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I, I think you expand on that. I feel like the defense with Miles Garrett, uh, you talk about Zadarius Smith. I, do I think it's enough to get to the playoffs? I think it's going to be right there. The problem is the AFC North is loaded. So I look at this as a two-horse race. Obviously, you got 
you know, the Bengals, you got the Ravens, and then I think the, the Browns are a team, if they can punch above their weight the first five of the games of the season, I think they have a chance to be right there knocking on the door when it's all said and done. Uh, maybe so, and, and it all is going to come down to Deshaun Watson and how he plays. I get that, and I agree with you. Some of these, they didn't totally retool the offense by any means, but they did give him more playmakers. You mentioned yes. it there with Elijah Moore. He has Marquise Goodwin, so he's got those speedy playmakers now around him. And according to Sports Illustrated, they are reporting that the Browns are going to feature a lot more of that, a lot more spread looks this season, that they're going to try to do something schematically quite different and and far more exciting, I think, from the eye test perspective than we saw from them last last season. And in fairness, again, last season, they didn't have their guy at the helm for the first 11 games of the season, the guy who they had paid that $230 million to. They also Drafted Cedric uh, Tillman in this last draft, so he'll be an interesting addition there on offense and and defense. They did try to upgrade it because that to me was the bigger surprise last season. Where defensively, again, that team there was just no way for them to stay afloat. I'm not even sure if Deshaun Watson had started all last season that the mm. Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. would have looked that great, frankly, and largely because of that defense. So they bring in a new DC in Jim Schwartz. They're upgrading that defense, like you mentioned. They invested in D tackle Dalvin Tomlinson. So you, I mean, they have, they, they have now some of the names, the depth is still a question there defensively for this Cleveland Browns team, but there have been upgrades on both sides of the ball and upgrades maybe in terms of that coaching staff as well. I do think that this season should look markedly different. If Deshaun can just be anything like he was right. I mean, cause I don't, are yeah. you expecting him to be a top, you know, four player in the league again? Like we saw back in what, 2018, 19 Deshaun Watson. I don't know if I'm expecting that by, by any means, not certainly not out of the gate, but if he can be any semblance of that, the Browns should be pretty decent. I mean, I'm expecting that. I mean, if, if, well, if, if I paid, if I'm looking at this realistically and I am an owner of a team that gave him 200, Jimmy has him. I, I gave him $230 million guaranteed. Oh, you can trust and believe I'm expecting you to get back to being a tier one quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. That's what I paid 200. That's what I paid an NFL record setting contract for, Amber. Yeah. And, and by the way, you've had time now. So, like, the pressure is really on. And look at their first five games. Like, four out of their first five games are at home. It's never easy in the AFC, but I mean, versus the Bengals, it's going to be your home opener. That's home opener. Then at Steelers. Then Tennessee at home, Ravens at home, San Francisco at home. It, it, it's time now, Amber, to see, like, look, Deshaun Watson is a special talent. Last year, like I said, just throw it out the window. This year, it's time to put the pressure and to see if he can raise the level and raise everybody else around him to the level we expect him to do like he was doing in Houston. The problem is if he gets off to a slow start, you know, if some of that rust is still there, that schedule, that's a killer because it is an upfront schedule and it ain't easy. That schedule that Cleveland has this season. So we will see about the development of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, a quarterback that is not a top-tier quarterback anymore uh, by, I think, anybody's standards, but also by the athletic standards. We've been talking a lot about the athletic quarterback tiers where the athletic interviewed head coaches. They interviewed various coaches, executives, general managers around the NFL. They ranked 30 quarterbacks through a tiered system, and we found out the results. A lot of reaction on the guest line here, Triple Eight, say ESPN. That's how you get in touch with us. That's where Mark is calling us from Philly. Hey, Mark, go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Awesome, um, Mark. First of all, I know we only want to do four tiers, but 
Pat Mahomes is tier X, dude. He's he's all alone. Agreed. Like putting anybody on a tier with him is is kind of disrespectful. That dude not only does he do things nobody else can do, he does things nobody else will even try. Nobody else even thinks to try. And uh then it's the rest and Brock Purdy did not almost win a conference, was not about to win a conference championship game. Come on, man. We knocked him out in like the fourth play. Stop that. That's it. <laughs> so, wait, Mark, you mean he's, day, guys. he's a tier really four well up to that point, He's a though. tier four quarterback. That's what you're saying, Mark? Who, Brock Purdy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, we've seen this before. For I, I get it. Tom, Tom Brady started out like this, and he's Tom Brady. But for Tom Brady, then there's. 30 Rob Johnsons, Matt Flynn's, A.J. Feely's, Coy Detmer's. Uh, the list goes on and on of these dudes who played on a good team, won games, and everybody thought they were something. Kevin Cobb, I mean, the list just goes on. The dudes who look like something for one year and then were nothing. That's uh, relaxed. I, I, I don't know about that, Mark, man. Watching the way he moves and watching the way he slings that thing. I mean, I, I, I hear what your thesis is, and I hear what you're kind of relying upon, Ooh. but I, to me, the combination, right? Like a lot of a lot of people, Amber, always say, well, if you remove the player from the coach, well, you don't have to, right? Like he is a byproduct of Kyle Shanahan in an offense, so he makes players look different. I think Brock Purdy is what he says he is. It was also Brock Purdy doing it in the postseason as well. I mean, I get it. Fine. He gets knocked out in that championship game. We're talking about Mr. Irrelevant handling that stage. A dude who came in for relief of two other guys. He was supposed to be third on this depth chart, and he finds himself on that stage with that team of trying to quite literally make a Super Bowl there out of the gate. I thought he handled the pressure of last season so beautifully. I was so impressed by him. And yes, I get it. It's easy to be impressed by a quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's system, but I felt like he was impressive on and off the field because shouldering all of that, Jay, that can't be easy. You know, I mean, Jimmy G was used to it, right? And Trey Lance was was supposed to be built for it. Like, he was drafted to do it. Brock Purdy wasn't drafted to do that at that point that he did it. So I was super impressed by what Brock Purdy did. We'll see if he can keep it up. But even if he's a product of the system, he's in the same system. So if it still looks that exactly. good, you know, like exactly. it's not like he's on another team now. And so he's going to disappear. Major Hicks in South Carolina. Let's do it. Hey, Major. Morning, Jay and Amber. Good morning. Well, I've been waiting to make this phone call all morning. Amber, I love you, dear. But if you thought Brock Purdy was going to win that doggone championship game last year, <laughs> if he wasn't hurt, it wouldn't have made no difference. And for you to sit there and think this quarterback is going to be up in the tears, it ain't going to happen. And let me tell you, Jalen Hurst and Lamar, how in the world people leave them out? Justin Herbert hasn't won nothing. His only playoff game, he looked like crap. And he gets all this money in the fifth spot. Come on, y'all. Why Major, y'all Amber, that's what I Major, said, I mean, Major, are you an Eagles fan? Is that what's happening to you? No. Me? I'm no. not an Eagle okay. fan. I'm a football fan. And I've been watching football for 60-something years of my life. And you telling me that you think Bernie would have won the championship against Jalen? He outplayed Patrick Holmes last year. Amber, Come that's on, why baby. that's why I said to you, Amber, I was shocked that you weren't with me, that you weren't as angry about the fact that 
Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts weren't in a tier one category. I mean, I don't you know how just you're okay arguing with it. I don't know how Major or anybody is arguing. It's fine if Major wants to tell me that the San Francisco 49ers still would have gotten killed in that game, even if Brock had actually been able to stay in that game. I mean, we're talking about a 49ers team who had Christian McCaffrey trying to play quarterback at one point because they had quite literally lost every quarterback ever <laughs> on that roster. Nevertheless, you can't argue with me that Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes last season. Like, what are we talking about? First of all, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? wins the Super Bowl. But second of all, we're talking about seasons. We're not talking about a one-game season. We're talking about seasons, right? Patrick Mahomes got the ring. So, like, already we're winning there. But also, Patrick Mahomes threw for over 5,200 yards last season. Jalen Hurts... 3,700. Like, it ain't even close. Jalen Hurts, 22 touchdowns last season. Amber. Patrick Mahomes, 41 touchdowns. Amber, we we, we almost doubled Jalen Hurts' touchdowns. We have a lot to talk about when we come back from break. We do. We got a lot. We do, because I I have to address something that you just said. Okay. We're going to do that. We're going to address it. Also, (laughs) keep your calls coming. Plus, is Jay embarrassed by his New York Mets? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he should be. Nope. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This is ESPN Radio. When you're arguing during the break. With the control room as well. That's when it's a good argument. People very passionate about the quarterback tears. This conversation that we got into this morning. Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you. And the phone lines also very passionate this morning as well. Triple Eight, say ESPN. That's how you join the conversation. Steve is from my... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to Steve. Steve, Okay. we will get to you in one second. Steve, I was trying to give the 305 some love by going to Steve. No, 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 I get it. We'll we'll come down to 305. (laughs) I I love Dade County. We're with it. Um, All I'm going to say, though, is that you said passionately and very flippantly, by the way, and then quickly moved to another subject, Mm -hmm. that Patrick Mahomes outplayed Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. No, I I said... In the season, in the season, he outplayed uh, Jalen Hurts. Like we cannot argue like that Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes last season. Like it's I just heard not even Super possible. Bowl. I feel mm-hmm. like I heard Super Bowl because I said, "Ah, eh, mm-hmm. eh, 
No, they, but here's the stat that matters, right? Oh, the they, end of the Super Bowl. Here's the granted, thing. the Chiefs won. Here's the, the Chiefs right. won, Amber. Like, but who, how many rings does Jalen Hurts have versus? Uh, uh, well, that, that has, that's a completely different conversation. Now you're you're moving the target, right? It's about somebody can outplay somebody in a championship game and still lose the game. Right, like it, in a one-game sample size, it's like it's like Andre Iguodala getting the Finals MVP. Everybody Jalen. knew that LeBron James was the MVP. Like it, it's like the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Like I get that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won the game, but when you actually look at, I mean, fifteen, he carried the ball fifteen times for seventy yards. It's a Super Bowl record for a quarterback. I mean, twenty-seven for thirty-eight passes for three hundred and four yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. I mean, the play itself uh, was astronomical. So I, I just want to go back to revisit that because I thought it was important to say out loud. He played well. He lost. Yeah, he lost. So kudos. Yeah, he lost. Uh, here, you know, here's your here's your participation trophy, Jalen. Oh, so uh, good I job. Are we giving now, Justin I'm Herbert just then? I'm just Because that's, that's really what I want to know. We're giving Justin Herbert a massive participation trophy considering he's tier one. And I saw a tier one performance at the highest level from Jalen Hurts, but he's considered to be tier two. But here's the thing. I wouldn't have Justin Herbert in tier one. I would only have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and maybe Josh Allen. And you, I actually, you, you think I Joe Burrow's in the same breath as Patrick Mahomes? I do. I do. I don't. I do. I but think Patrick Mahomes is a bucket by himself. If you want to have Patrick to Mahomes side. as the only tier one quarterback, I get it. I, I don't have a huge problem with that, frankly. I mean, I think I would have Joe Burrow and, and Josh Allen even in that conversation, but I understand if you want to put Patrick Mahomes in the stratosphere by himself. I feel like that's fair. Let's get down to the 305 because Steve's got something to say. Steve <laughs> is from Miami. Steve, talk to me about Tua. What you got? Okay, here, here we go. First of all, I love you guys, and I would love to talk about the heat because I love that the heat behind you, Amber. But here, here's the thing about Miami. Tua is being disrespected totally. Last year, before he got injured, leading QBR, leading completion percentage, great, great receivers. This guy with Daniel McDaniel's offense will be definitely in the top two, if not even in the top one after this season. Mark my words. He's being disrespected by putting putting him in uh, group three. By the way, Amber in like, my and opinion. Steve, I mm-hmm. want Tua to feel disrespected. Like it, it, if it, he's he well, am, am, that wait, chip, though. Amber, he's hear been disrespected me out forever. Well, no, okay, so great. Like so, wait. See, this is how we work, Amber. Like when you disrespect us, it makes me. It gives me bulletin board material. Oh, you don't think I'm durable? Okay, fine. I'll find different ways to fall gracefully. Like, I I laugh sometimes when fans want the recognition because sometimes there's a sense of complacency for athletes, right? So everybody hating, this could not, this is the best thing for Tua. To look down and see him in Tier 3, you and I both know Tua is not a Tier 3 quarterback. We know, if anything, he's a Tier 2 that could bust into a Tier 1. People are going to question around his durability. But please, this is the best gift for you, Dolphin fans. They're doing you not a disservice. They're doing you a service because this is going to motivate him to be another level. This is what you want, Amber. Trust me. Trust me. I agree with Steve. People continue to disrespect Tua. Steve's absolutely right what he was doing before he got injured. People forget about it, though, because of all the injuries, and it has become about the injuries. But frankly, the story of Tua's career is injuries, Jay. And that's... Mm -hmm. 
that's fair. And that's coming from a Dolphins fan. Like that man's story is stemming back to college. And even high school, he never played a full season of football. So him not being available for a full season has been something that has plagued him his entire career. I don't have a problem with people because of that being apprehensive about moving him up this list. This is a make or break season for Tua. And we're talking about a quarterback that was leading in all those fancy stats that Steve just referenced. But this is a make or break season in terms of the durability. So I actually... Even from a Dolphins perspective, if I'm objective for two seconds, I don't have a huge problem what, with people being concerned about going all in on two because of that component what, of it. What do you need to see from him this year, Amber, to give him a big contract? Straight up durability. Like, that is it. Because he already would have earned it. He, yeah, because he would have already earned that extension. Like, last season coming in, we had legitimate questions, and we didn't know how it was going to look in a new system there with McDaniel. But we had, like, legitimate questions about the strength of his arm, you know, how good Tua really is. We don't have those questions anymore. He did answer those questions mm-hmm. in the sample size that we did get before the head injuries this past season. Durability, though? Like, that's it. It's why he doesn't have an extension. It's why no one's talking about it. He's not in the same draft as Jalen and as Justin Herbert, who just got paid, and is, but, is you know, like, those I, dudes are getting paid. Tua would get paid. I guess the question the is, injuries. if he gets through one season injury-free, does that give you confidence that he can get through multiple seasons injury-free? It, it will give the Dolphins confidence. Like, if he gets through this next season injury-free, not they're sure. going to end up paying him. They picked up his fifth-year option. They're going to pay him. They're going to have to pay him monster money based on what it looks like he looks like anyways so far in Mike McDaniel's system. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Dennis is in Connecticut. Dennis has something to say about Lamar. Dennis, you got 30 seconds. Okay, thank you. Good morning, beautiful Miss Amber Wilson and my name, Jay, Jay Will. What up, baby? I just want to say this. You guys keep putting Allen and Herbert in front of Lamar, but Lamar carrying a team. He playing football. No, he ain't got the statistics, them guys, because all them guys got pro wide receivers. He playing with no wide receivers. He'd still be in first place. And everybody took at Allen in that one playoff game when he threw all the uh, yards and lost that close game. But how about looking at Lamar, that Monday night game against Kansas City when he threw mm-hmm. almost 500 yards? Mm-hmm. Y'all have a good day. God bless. I mean, we're talking about a former MVP, Jay. I, yeah. I don't have a, a ton of argument, right? Like, we're talking about a dude who at one point did throw 30, I mean, 36 touchdowns he scored back in that MVP season. We're years removed from that, though. So we'll see. Coming up next, are the Jets giving Rodgers too much power? This is ESPN Radio. More next.